Hello, everyone. My name is Sherry Rice, and welcome to Access to Healthcare's weekly podcast, where we bring you local guests on a variety of topics of interest to you and your family. Today, we bring you a very important topic, and one that certainly has been in the news quite a bit lately, a discussion on mail-in voting. And my guest today is Registrar of Voters for Washoe County, Deanna Spicula. Welcome, Deanna. All right. Thank you for inviting. Yeah, this um, uh, I'm sure has kept you very busy. Our election is, I don't know how many weeks away is it, um, four, six weeks or so away. I can't even imagine how busy you must be. Yes, I know we're uh, quickly approaching um, not just Election Day, but also early voting and when our um, official ballots are going to be mailed out. So we have a, a lot of moving parts right now and a lot of activity in our office, and we're we're just uh, you know finalizing what we need to, to make it all happen. <laughs> well, well, the upcoming presidential election in and of itself would be enough, but you're doing it during a pandemic. I can't can't even imagine how that has colored it, and we certainly want to get into some of the particulars on that. Uh, today, we're going to give people quite a few facts. We help we hope that that helps is best for them for voting in November. So let's um, let's get to it. Historically in Nevada, we have voting we have voted at polling places um, or applied for an absentee ballot. Did I get that right, Deanna? That is, um, yeah, that's pretty uh, a good summary, I guess. Well, it, and now we have um, we have a, another way to vote, and that is by mail and ballot which is the thing I think that has caused so much controversy. Can you, can you give us a sense of what the new mail-in voting bill in Nevada actually says and how it impacts voting? So for this election, um, again, like the primary, um, we're, we're operating in a, in a semi-state of emergency, um, well, actually a declared state of emergency, uh, where we've also had some um, legislative action that has also uh, provided some more guidelines for us uh, to hold our general election. So what historically we've had, like you were talking about in, in, in elections, uh, is we've had in-person voting, um, early voting, and uh, mail-in ballots or absentee ballots. Um, so mail-in ballots and absentee ballots, um, the only difference between those is one is requested by the voter, the other one is automatically sent to a voter. So the only difference for us on our end, as far as the ballot um, is concerned, is just reporting purposes. Uh, but the ballots themselves, even the, all the materials that come with them, are exactly the same, and they process to tally exactly the same. So in that regard, um, there's no difference between them. It would only be in how we report them. Um, the Basically, they, the, it's a tally type that we report, and that includes um, how many people voted early voting, how many people voted on election day, how many people um, were automatically mailed a mail-in ballot, and how many people requested a ballot that we mailed to. So for this election, uh, and that was uh, legislation that passed in the special session, it was Assembly Bill 4, we are going to automatically mail a, a ballot to every registered voter in Washoe County, and that's active registered voters. So let me let me ask so I'm clear. The, if everyone's going to get a mail-in ballot, then you will have less requests for absentee, or are absentee ballots something that somebody can do before they get the mail-in ballot? There's no need for somebody to submit an absentee ballot request form to us at this time unless they need to update their mailing address. Um, so say that they're um, going to be at a different location than their residence uh, when the election, uh, when we start mailing out ballots. 
and they want to receive it in an alternative address, uh, we would need to know that um, so we can put it in our system so they actually get the ballot to the location uh, for which they want to receive that ballot. Uh, also, mm -hmm. only reason that somebody might want to request an absentee ballot um, at this time is if they want to become an, a permanent absentee ballot voter, um, so they would get on our permanent absentee ballot rolls. Um, those are really the only two reasons um, anyone would need to submit a request at this time. Everybody else, I mean, they're, they're automatically going to be mailed a ballot if they're active, um, so that they don't necessarily need to request a, a put to submit that absentee ballot request. So let's let's. Um unpack a little bit the mail-in ballot. Will every registered voter will receive one of those? When should they arrive in the mail, Deanna? So we will be mailing our ballots to our active registered voters. Um, they will be dropped at the post office on September 24th. Um, they should be starting to see them, receiving them just the following week, so sometime the week of October 28th. Okay. I'm sorry, September 28th. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was September 28th. No, got it, got it. Um, <laughs> so if somebody's a registered voter and they don't receive the mail-in ballot for some reason, where should they contact uh, your should they contact your department? Yes, um, they can also dial. Uh, they can call Washoe three one one by dialing three one one. They can also assist with um, tracking down information to help assist voters um, with their ballots. Uh, but also our main line number, it's 775-328-3670. And yeah, go ahead and talk to our staff, and we'll help you resolve any issues that you may have with your ballot. Fabulous. So so what is the last day that you can put your mail-in ballot in the mail? That that seems to be something that we've heard a lot of controversy about. What is What is the last mailing day? So the last day that you can um, put your your um your ballot back in the mail to be returned to us and have it counted is it has to be postmarked by election day and received in our office within seven days after the election. However, we also have drop box locations. Uh, we will have 15 ballot drop-off locations that will be available during early voting days and hours. And um, they can also drop off their ballot at any early voting location for in-person voting. Um, there will be 15 of those. Election day, they will, they can also accept those voted ballots at any election day location, which we have 29 election day locations. And we also have an additional 16 um, absentee ballot drop-off or mail-in ballot drop-off locations for election day. So there's so many options now to be able to get your ballot returned to us. Um, that, you know, I'm just really pleased that we've been able to extend right. um, so many of these opportunities to our voters. Yeah, that's absolutely fabulous. So. So really, let, let me go back to the issue of seven days. You can mail it in on the day of the election. You have to get it within seven days. Does that mean, um, Deanna, that we won't, you won't be able to count all those, that we, if this is happening in quite a few places, that we may not know who wins the election until sometime the next week? Well, the, at this point, I mean, because of the way our elections are, um, so new legislation that passed in uh, 2019 uh, changed with that. That was Assembly Bill 345, um, changed how we tally ballots on the end. So that's where this date comes from. So that every election from here on moving forward, as long as it's postmarked by Election Day and we receive it within that seven days, we will be counting ballots um, through that seventh day. Uh, with AB4 that just passed, we also have an extension. 
for um, uh, the cure for a ballot. So they have up through the ninth day after the election, if there's a, an issue with the, somebody's signature or they didn't sign their ballot, um, they have up through that ninth day to cure their ballot or make it um, remedy the issue so we can cast their ballot. So uh, we have also um, for same-day registration, we have provisional ballots that get cast for same-day registrants, and those will get processed and compared against the statewide list um, after the last absentee ballot or mail-in ballot has been counted, and then we have to go through those and, and verify which ones of those need to be that are eligible voters that need to be cast. So really, um, for this uh, specific election, we won't have um, the results until we have the, the final um, official results presented to the Board of County Commissioners on November 16th. Um, mm. So that, yeah, uh, normally just at least the seven days after, um, plus that same-day registration verification that we do, results are not, uh, they're just not going to be, um, be, I guess I, we always had unofficial results on election night, but usually most um, races didn't change after election night. Uh, yeah. That's not going to be the case anymore. Um, it's going to be at least seven to ten days before results are, are going to be released um, or official results can be released. So it's yeah, there's definitely going to be a delay, and that's just that is by legislation. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory, or it's not because yeah, it's of absence of mail and ballots that we aren't getting the the results in sooner. It's just that is what the law is now, and that's what's going to take um, for us to get uh, those results uh, posted and out to everybody. Well, who uh, who counts the ballots and who checks the signatures? That is my staff in my office. Um, so the Washington County Registrar of Voters Office. We handle all of the, um, the the absentee ballots and mail-in ballots that are returned here. We process those. We do signature verification on each and every uh, ballot return that we get. Uh, and then we also process those here um, with our staff. Um, we assign a, an election board to election counting board, uh, it's a nonpartisan board, to um, actually process and do the signature verification and the tallying of all those ballots that come back. That's quite a task, um, and especially in a presidential election, especially in this one, because I'm making an assumption that uh, a lot of people will be voting during this election. So if I put my mail-in ballot in and my signature on that, doesn't look like the one that I, when I signed up as a voter, um, do you let me know so that I have an opportunity to, uh, to correct that so that my vote is counted? Absolutely. We will uh, be notifying each voter who has an issue, either they didn't sign their ballot or their signature miscompares with what we have on record. We will mail them a notification letting them know um, that there was a you know, either signature missing or the signature miscompared, and then the options that they have to be able to um, remedy that ballot and have it cast. Uh, we have several options now, um, so we're really excited that people can now do it um, on a mobile device using text to vote, uh, or they can come in person uh, with their ID and their affidavit, or they can just mail that information to us. Uh, so there are you know, many different options now to be able to remedy these. Um, and, and we're just really excited that we have more options now for people to be able to cure a ballot so we can get it cast for them. Well, let's talk about, um, oh, let me go back and ask you, Deanna, on those drop-off locations, how will we know where those are? Are you sending something out to people to let them know? 
Yes, those will be included in our sample ballot that will be mailed to um, every active registered voter in Washoe County. It is also available on our website, and that's www.washoecounty.us slash voters. And there's a button uh, on the home page that has polling locations. If you click there, you'll see our full early voting and election day schedules, and that includes all the drop ballot drop-off locations. Well, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about fraud, because that certainly has been in the news a lot lately, and it's been very confusing. Um, I will go on on a limb and say very confusing for most of us, because we hear that mail-in mail -in ballots uh, have a large amount of fraud attached to them. So let's talk about that. How how would that fraud happen, and what are your thoughts on on people declaring that mail-in voting is rampant with fraud. Well, the first thing I like to remind people, um, and a lot of people just don't know, that we have been um, offering absentee and mail-in ballots for a very long time in the state of Nevada. Uh, we have a lot of protections in place, and we, uh, we've been doing this for a while, so we do know how to do it. The only difference here is just, of course, there's a little more volume that we're handling as far as outgoing and return ballots. But the processes that we have in place for um, voter protection, including the signature verification, um, the return envelope um, barcoding that we have on there, uh, all those things that we have in place are, you know, we've been doing this for a while and they're very, um, they're very good. We have some very good security measures with uh, our mail-in and absentee ballots. Um, and, you know, overall, mail-in fraud is, is not as widespread as, as people um, claim it is. It's actually very, very rare, especially in the state of Nevada, it's very rare for any kind of voter fraud um, to occur. So, you know, and, and, and just even across the, the, the nation, um, those instances are typically very limited and um, not really when you uh, overall how many um, millions of people are voting, usually the, you know, really comes out to be just a drop in the bucket where there's actually proven voter fraud. Well, I appreciate you telling us, and I, I think I'll um, take your word for it. Uh, you <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> if there's anything, you know I mean, we're I think, I'll, I think I'll just stick with taking your word for it versus everything uh, you're reading in the news by people that have nothing to do with the registrar uh, yeah. voters. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing is, is also check your source. Um, where's that information coming from? Uh, as far as the state of Nevada, the Secretary of State's office, or any of the local election officials, our only official source of election information. Um, we 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 are the ones who administer elections, and we know how our things work. And um, and and we're all very dedicated to this work. Um, we do this because we love it, and we think it's extremely important for us to assist people to be able to vote um, and get registered. Uh, again, dedicated staff. Um, so please check your sources when you're um, hearing those uh, grumblings out there. Um, check who's saying it, and then confirm. Confirm with our yeah. office um, or the Secretary of State's office. You know, confirm if you hear something and you don't think it sounds right. Uh, go ahead, call either my office or Washoe 311, and um, we definitely want to uh, encourage people. I don't want people to di get discouraged and not vote because they think there's so much fraud and it won't matter. It absolutely does matter that every single voter casts a ballot, um, especially in local races. So I, I just, yeah. you know, anything we can do to, to dispel these, these rumors out there, we will do. That's fabulous. Let's, let's move to the polls um, and some of the changes that are going to be made 
this year for voting in person, especially with the pandemic. Can you can you let us know what that's going to look like? Certainly. Um, of course, of, of most importance um, to us and also, also I'm, I'm guessing, to our citizens and our poll workers um, and our facilities is that we're following CDC guidelines and we're um, following directives by the health department or the governor's office and that we're providing a safe um, and secure and healthy environment for people to vote in person. Um, some of the things that we're, that we're working with and have been um, establishing pro procedures for uh, would be things like, um, you know, mask requirements, um, that all of our stations, um, when, they, when people come in, they're getting their temperature scanned, um, that our intake stations are um, at least six feet apart, and that um, those stations are uh, sanitized after each and every person checks in at the intake station. We're also having to social distance um, people in line. So we have somebody monitoring the line and, and, and putting up those social distancing marks out in the, the line for, um, for the polling location. Uh, we are also socially distancing our machines um, so that they're uh, at least six feet apart from each other um, so that people have that space when they're actually at the voting machine too. Uh, we have we also will have sanitation stations for people to be able to sanitize their hands prior to and after using the equipment. Uh, all of our machines are wiped down and sanitized after each use um, from each voter. Uh, we also um, have dropped uh, some places where people, instead of just putting like voter cards and pens back into general circulation, those are being separated and won't be used, and the voter cards won't be used again until they have been wiped down and sanitized. Um, our poll workers are wearing um, either face shields and masks or one or the other. Um, they'll be protected, um, and our voters will be protected from them. Uh, they're also going to be following um, sanitation guidelines in their stations um, and just, you know, overall uh, a lot of sanitizing and a lot of wiping down, a lot of safety precautions. But the biggest one, of course, is making sure all our surfaces are sanitized, um, but also that we're protecting um, our voters with masks and face shields um, and that we ask them to do the same is protect uh, yeah. other people online and, and our, our poll workers too. Well, yeah, protecting your volunteers. Do you have enough volunteers uh, that are willing to man the polls, to have enough polls so the lines aren't so long? Yeah, we have, um, we've had a, a great interest this election for people to, to want to help us and, and help their, their fellow citizens cast their ballots. Uh, we're always looking for more. Uh, we always want to make sure that we have ample um, manpower out there to provide the customer service that we, we would like to, to give to our public, um, that we're um, able to process people quickly so they aren't waiting in line for three hours. Um, those are things we don't want either. Um, right. You know, that's, so we're, 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 we're continuously just um, onboarding more and more people. Um, the more greeters that we can have or the more people even doing traffic control or assistance that way, the better. Um, we're in good shape. We're okay right now, but we're still bringing people on. Yeah. If someone wanted oh, to yeah. be here, where would they, where, what number would they call, Deanna? So they can just call our main line um, or Washoe 311, uh, and they okay. will direct them to um, one of our poll worker recruiters. And again, our number at the office is 775-328-3670. 
And another thing, just for our wait, you know, we have a wait times app, and we're hoping, um, and it's available during early voting and election day, and we'll cover our ballot drop-off locations. So it's an application, you know, it's an app that you can either use on your mobile device or on your computer at home, where you can actually look at all of our voting locations that are open um, and see what the approximate wait time is. So, um, you know, if you're deciding between going to one location over another, that might help you decide, hey, this place only has a 10-minute wait and the other place has a 40-minute wait. I'm going to go to the other place. So we're really, um, yeah, we're really excited about that and we really hope it get used, uh, it gets used and is useful for our voters. Well, I, I, it just sounds so much like you have dotted your I's and crossed your T's. I mean, I can't think of any stone that you haven't turned over and looked at to make it um, not just accessible for people, but also convenient. But again, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up something that's been in the news, and that is people voting twice because they do a mail-in and then they go vote at the polls. So let's cover that one, uh, Deanna, as to how that won't be happening. Certainly. Um, first and foremost, I discourage people from attempting to vote more than once. It is a crime, and they'll be subjected to criminal investigation and pos possible prosecution. So we, we ask people, please don't do that. Um, we don't want to see you get in trouble, <laughs> and we don't. We, we certainly. Right. Um, and, and you know, we I want to assure people that we will catch you. <laughs> we do have systems in place. Um, we so somebody uh, comes, you know, mails in a ballot, and we check it into our system. That's the first thing we do with our ballots. Um, if they go to try to early vote, it's going to come up almost in it's near real time. It's within five to ten seconds. It'll come up on their laptop as somebody has already voted. Vice versa, uh, if they go in early vote, um, and then we receive their ballot afterward. When we try to scan that ballot into our system, it'll say it'll throw an error and say no, this person's already voted. Um, so you know. Even if they get crossed in the mail, like they mail it the same day that they go into early vote or, you know, they try to mail their ballot in first and then go early vote, um, our system is designed to alert us and we will know because um, we can only have one valid vote for each person in our system. So if there's another um, ping to our system that says this person's checking in at a location or is mailing a ballot back, it's our system won't let us do it. It just won't let us. Um, it'll absolutely, it will just, you know, throw up an error and it won't let us go any farther. So. Um, those are some of the protections we have in place, and like I said, it's you know we just really discourage people from even doing that, even attempting, um, because it is a crime. Well, uh, again, I'm going to take your word for it. Sounds like you know versus the news that I hear that uh, in the state of Nevada we don't have an issue that there is a checks and balance here. Um, mm -hmm. Let me ask you, with all of the, you know, we have a pandemic. My goodness. Um, we have smoke. We have, of that course, been horrible uh, lately. Yeah, it is. It is uh, mail-in ballots. This is not uh, a typical year for you. What is your what's your biggest concern, Deanna? Oh, I want to say. I mean, I, I don't think I'd be doing my job if I didn't say everything <laughs> was my biggest concern. <laughs> That's good. Everything in the election right now. Um, our biggest concern is just making sure, and it, I think it really is important for this election, uh, is that voters um, know what their options are, uh, that they're prepared, um, and that we're able to assist them if they don't know, if they have questions. Um, those are the things I, I just, you know, that I, I worry about is that making sure that we're getting information out and that people um, are getting the correct information also. Uh, those are those are some of my my bigger concerns. Um, mm -hmm. On a smaller level, I mean, most I mean, we we did a small version of this in the primary, 
uh, this is just again on a, a little bit larger scale, and then we had a couple legislative changes um, from Assembly Bill 4 that we're incorporating. Um, but I think just going through this already in the primary, um, we we, we um, really got a good, um, what you call a test run <laughs> through this. Yeah. So I think we're really well prepared um, to move forward, and I'm just hoping for um, a very smooth election. Uh, and for our voters, and that um, we have so many opportunities for people to be able to take advantage of, that they won't um, be disenfranchised by not having an opportunity to vote. So that's um, right. some of the, the things that you know we've really worked hard on, and I think we've done a really good job of getting prepared. Um, so now we just need um, our voters to get out there and, and cast their ballot by mail or in person, however they wish, but just it's important for them to vote. Absolutely, it's important for everyone to vote. Deanna, I want to thank you for this conversation today. It, it really cleared up a lot for me because you really have dotted your I's and crossed your T's. I'm leaving this podcast um, absolutely knowing uh, that my vote will be counted, that uh, you have an excellent crew. You've done a great job. I want to thank you for your service, um, and I want to thank you for being a guest today. I appreciate it. All right, and thank you so much for having us. Um, again, it was it was a, it's great to get that information out to people, and anything that we can do um, to provide accurate and and and, and informative um, topics for for people, uh, we're always willing to do. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. Today has been director of the Registrar of Voters for Washoe County, Deanna Spicula, and please pass this podcast on to anyone that you know that needs this information so they know actually factual information of what's happening here in Washoe County. I want to thank everyone again for listening and for a list of our podcasts. You can go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcast and pick out the podcast that you would like to listen to. And please, everybody, stay safe, wear your mask, and please vote.